Welcome to a special episode of My Everyday Chaos in the Woven in Truth podcast. We are having a special collaboration in honor of International Women's Day. So welcome to the podcast, Mallory Melcher Post, and I am Alexandra Goman. And we are going to be having a special episode today. We're so excited to have you listening and joining Mm -hmm. with us, hopefully all over the world. Mm -hmm. We don't know. We don't know. International, (laughs) right? Women's Day. Here we are. And I'm so excited to be doing this. Me and Mallory have been talking about this for weeks now, Mm -hmm. this idea of kind of combining platforms and podcasts. And I feel like I'm hanging out with a celebrity right now because (laughs) she is the OG, OG podcaster right here. And she's embarrassed. I am. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but here we are. So Mallory, welcome. I'm so excited to do this with you. This is so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely am not the OG one, but I really have had a blast doing our podcast. And I've been such a fan of yours from afar. So this is really special. And the whole pod squad kind of sends their love and is excited that we're doing this and excited about everybody who's listening and tuning in and um, yeah, I just love women, love all things podcasts nice. and all things women and all things Alexandra. Women. Woo woo. Oh, yeah. Nice. It's great to be with the ladies. The women. The ladies. <laughs> We're already annoying. We're already it's annoying. Great. It's okay. <laughs> um, no, this is really fun and really special. And I think obviously I was excited, um, about doing this together because I think in general, just, it's such a special time to, I think, even acknowledge, like, um, basically community and, and you know what I mean? Like as sisters and support as sisters. Mm -hmm. And I just think there's something, I mean, even with Woven in Truth, that's something we're really uh, passionate about is like providing platforms and supporting the platforms of women like you and, and the people listening, and, and I'm just excited about that. And um, we're excited, too, because we got some feedback from women all over the world. Yes. Our sisters, yes. you know, it's so cool. I'm really excited about that. I know. I'm excited. I feel like our the people that were interviewed, it's almost like our interviewee today mm-hmm. is like a global perspective yes. of people. Yes. It's not just Which us. Really fun. It's not just us. Don't worry, yes. people. Don't worry, people listening. This is not just us. It's not us speaking for all women. Right. So you guys Amen. Can rest. Amen. <laughs> rest assured, we are not the every woman. Yes. Um, but no, I think it this is a cool time because I do think our society, right? Like we want to be very women supporting women, but that is not often the narrative mm. that is mm-hmm. painted, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think this is really cool because we're really trying to practice what we preach and like actually do something that's unifying. And so I feel really thankful for you mm-hmm. making time and doing this together. I feel like it's honestly just been such a breath of fresh air just to make a friend across the country. And so hopefully, hopefully this lets other people kind of make some virtual friends this time. So yes. it'll be fun. Definitely. Definitely. Um, do you want me to go okay. ahead and share some of the responses we got now? Yes, yes, yes. Share. Share Um, some of them. So I'm really excited. Today we're kind of talking about identity. um, And I'll let Alexandra share a little bit more about that in a second. And and basically redefined identity. And um, so we did. We asked some sisters uh, from just different places, different corners of the world, 
the same questions and it's been fascinating and inspiring and a little convicting <laughs> to get their responses back. Um, and I just would love to share a couple of them with you right now. Cause these women are going to do a lot better job speaking than I would. So I'm just reading their responses. And, um, so the first one I'd love to read is from Jesse in Lebanon. So the middle East, and this is what she said. I was born in shelters in the middle East where I didn't get the chance to live my childhood. The war store stole from me my innocent years and all my security and all my dreams. I was very insecure because of the abuse from many people and I felt like I was not loved and I had no value. So when I grew up, I decided to fight for my right and be a successful person. But still, even though I achieved all that, I was insecure. Then I met Jesus and he restored the image of man in my life. Isn't that interesting? And he shows me how much I am valuable to the point that he died for me and he healed my heart. And now all my security and my identity comes from him because I am the daughter of a king. I love that. So wow. cool. So Ugh, cool. So um, and I'll throw another one at you. This is from, let's see, uh, Vivian in Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, says, I come from a poor neighborhood and family. During my adolescence, I believe that my happiness could be achieved by being a good, smart girl who conquered university alongside a handsome boyfriend. Amen. At 17, <laughs> I allowed God to redefine my identity, and I became a woman who thinks deeply, gets involved, and makes a difference in the lives of others. God gave real meaning to everything I had achieved. How cool is that? God gave real meaning to what she, she achieved in her own. I just think that's so cool. So I just wanted to open it up with that, that. and hand it back oh. over to you. Oh, I love that. No, it's so inspiring to hear. Because I think, right, no matter where we come from, I think we're even going to see this through a lot of people's answers today we all have a redefining story with God mm -hmm. and whether mm -hmm. it's dramatic, right. Where yeah. you were growing up in a shelter and in a certain, you know, side of town, whatever, or if you grew up going to church, right. We all had to be redefined by Christ. Right. And so I think this idea is so inspiring because, all of us have an identity that the world wants to put on us, mm -hmm. but we have to find our true identity in Jesus. And yeah. so I wanted to, to think a little bit, you know, I feel like a lot of, um, a lot of churches that I have come into contact with lately have been talking about this idea from the book of Esther of for such a time as this. Yes. And Mallory and I were laughing because that's a really awesome title, except Sometimes we wish that we weren't living in such a time as this. We kind of prefer such a time as that. Yes, right not now. this one. <laughs> Door number two, please. Door number two. Tell, tell them what we have for her, Bob. But anyway, so we're trying to figure this out, right? Right. And I love, though, the story of Esther. And even though it can get a lot of airtime, I know we have been in, uh, in the podcast that, that I have, we've been talking a lot about women of the Bible. Love we've that. been talking about just these incredible women and all the things they overcame. And I think Esther is a fascinating woman because she had everything going for her mm -hmm. externally, right? She mm -hmm. was beautiful, nine months of spa treatments. We love that. You know, she had lots of things, you know, she became the queen, all of that. And yet, she was a Jewish woman who was hiding her identity. Hmm. Talk about identity. She's concealing it. Hmm. 
And then this moment comes, right, where the Jews are being, their lives are being threatened, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of up to her, like, is she going to say something? Is she going to stand up to the king, tell him about this whole plot that's going on, Mm -hmm. or is she going to let her people be destroyed? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of this make or break moment for Esther of her identity really being questioned, right? And so I love in, in Esther 4, Mordecai, her, I think it's her uncle, uncle, cousin, cousin, maybe cousin, 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 uncle, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's cousin. Um, don't judge me all, but okay. (laughs) Verse 12. (laughs) So basically Mordecai's like, Esther, you need to get involved. And Esther's like, no, it's basically what happens, which I just love that that's in the Bible because that's partly, I think how we know it's from God, because if I were writing this, I would totally leave that part out. (laughs) (laughs) And I bravely stepped up. (laughs) Yeah. No, I was hiding. Yeah. (laughs) I would be like, and then for the faithful moment in my life, Mm -hmm. but no, Mm -hmm. we see that she's kind of like, um, I can't, it's been 30 days since I talked to the King. Like, don't ask me to get involved. Yeah. And then verse 12, it says when Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Don't think that because you're in the King's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. Mm -hmm. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows that you have come to your Royal position for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, go gather everybody and fast for me. Don't eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it's against the law. Mm. And if I perish, I perish. Wow. You know, it's like her drop mic moment for Mm -hmm. sure. And I love this because you see Esther, she gets comfortable with the identity that God gave her here. Mm -hmm. She allowed herself to be redefined, not by everything that King Xerxes Xerxes wanted her to be and Persia wanted her Mm -hmm. to be in society and all of these things. But she went, no, no, no. First and foremost, I'm a daughter of the king Mm -hmm. and I'm going to own that. She owned her identity. And I think the truth is, that's hard to do for Christian women today. Yeah. You know, it can be hard to be honest yeah. about being a Christian. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way now? Oh, I think it's huge. And obviously, like, at least I'll just share for me personally, like, I don't identify with the same level of fear Esther had. You know what I mean? Like, she could literally be killed. And her yep. situation wasn't this, like, you know, even though she was this queen, like, it was it was kind of a scary situation. Like, Like, she didn't have a lot of, I don't know, it wasn't, even the way it all came to be was a little scary. And I think for us though, for me at least, I should speak for myself. Like, I don't know, like I feel like apologetic sometimes. And I don't know if it's embarrassed or just nervous, you know, like I feel like there's a lot Mm -hmm. of heat and a lot of fire from anything. I don't know, people just draw conclusions. Like if you identify as this, you know, then that means you think this. And a lot of assumptions and labels are kind of like, thrown on there at least that's what I feel you know like maybe it's perceived or projected I'm not sure but but I definitely feel that like it's scary it's a little scary you know especially online Mm -hmm. if you know people are on social media you see it I mean people just get blasted you know what I mean like if you if you like say the wrong thing or say it the wrong way like it it is kind of scary and I think it's it's not a kind time um 
for mm-hmm. Christians, not in the same way as, you know, like we're not, at least here, you know, I do know there are women that have very different cultural experiences than me that actually are under threat, you know what I mean, for their faith, which, wow, that's inspiring and amazing. I'm so grateful for women like that. But but it is yeah. hard. It's hard to step into that identity sometimes and own it and even be proud of it. Like this is not a burden. Yes. I This is not a burden I bear. This is like an honor, you know what I mean, to to exactly. follow God and, and all that. But I definitely feel that. Oh, I love that. That idea of learning to take something that, yeah, can feel like, oh, I feel nervous to mm-hmm. say this mm-hmm. and going, no, 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 this is a badge of honor right. to be considered, you know, mm-hmm. worthy of the name of Christ, right? Yeah. Like that should be something that, and, and I think though it is encouraging, right? To know that like, okay, I'm not the only one yes. who's been nervous yes. to say like, yeah, no, I, I believe in God. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I don't just like have the Bible on a shelf. Like mm-hmm. I read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like, oh, you pray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes. like you, you believe in that right. stuff. Like it can feel, I think it, and especially different parts of the world, different parts of the country, those things are either more or less accepted. Right. But I think either way, learning to kind of embrace that and, mm-hmm. and see it as the honor it is. You know, one of the people that I heard back from is a person that I'm not even going to say her name because um, she's in a foreign country that it's not even okay to be a Christian. Wow. And um, and she messaged me and she said, you know, I, I learned – she said that I had to stop conforming to belong, mm. you know, by uprooting myself again and again, I became a vessel used for spreading the gospel all over Asia. Wow. And I was so inspired by her, by what she shared, because I think she allowed God to transfer her identity mm into someone that then went and transformed other people's identities. Like mm. that's now what she does. Right. And She's not paid by the church. She just does it in her own heart, in her own life. And, but I was so inspired that I can't even say her name. Like that's just who she is. Like this is this incredible woman. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I think there's so many, so many women like that, that we, that we can share about. But Mallory, Mm -hmm. do you have any others that you wanted to share with us? Yeah. So this is, um, this is actually one of my friends. Her name's Shawanda. Everybody calls her Shaz, but she's been a disciple for 28 years and she's in the Midwest, which is where I grew up. And she's in the singles ministry in Columbia, Missouri. And this woman is just like sunshine, you know, like, and this is what she said to me. Cause I just thought of her, like, this is a woman (laughs) who I would love to learn how she roots her identity in Christ, because I just feel that like she has that, that presence, you know? So this is what she said. Um, even though I try to live a life completely governed by God, many other things in my environment compete for influence in my life. Social media keeps me in touch with people I love. However, if I am not careful, social media can lead me down a path of comparing myself to others. I start envying people I'm supposed to love. In my envy of others, it becomes difficult to see myself through the eyes of Christ. And I feel ugly, worthless, and like there is no way I can make an impact in this world. Um, And then here's the cool turn. She says, I allow God to redefine my identity by asking him to change what I long for. Isn't that beautiful? Instead of longing for the type of beauty the world praises, I ask God to help me desire an inner beauty that is not fleeting. Beauty that comes from being rooted in the fruits of the spirit. 
That's what she said. And I just thought that was so cool and so real. I appreciated her honesty. Cause I think as much as we want to be like women supporting women and own your identity in Christ, like there yeah. is so much of these other influences and like we want this this affirmation from others to tell us who we are and to tell us that we're valuable. Um, yeah. But it can be scary to step into the just that role and that identity in Christ because there's so many other things kind of like fighting for for that influence in our heart, you know, yes. which I just thought oh. ugh, she worded it really well. <laughs> she did. No. And I think that, I think a lot of the answers that we got, I was, I was surprised by how similar some of the answers were because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do think even, I think even as our world <laughs> is mostly online right now, yeah, I think our identity can be very, we can get mixed up on who we are in Christ right. with who we present right to the world around us. And oh, yeah. One of the people that, um, that sent in that I got to kind of hear from is this girl, Anissa, who's from Adelaide, Australia, which so cool. Mm-hmm. And she, she shared, it can be hard not to buy into the way that society measures us. Everything is based on the outward appearance, success, progress, popularity. At times it can make me feel like I'm less when I don't match up to the ideals of the world around me. And then here, here's where she turns it around. She says, remembering that he doesn't judge by outward appearances, but that he looks at my heart and values kindness, Mm -hmm. generosity, Mm -hmm. integrity, vulnerability, boldness, gentleness, and love. When I remember this, the burden is lifted off of my shoulders and I feel free to live the way God intended. Wow. So powerful, right? So good. She needs so to come good. on the podcast. I know. Next up, Anissa. Next stop. This is your formal invitation. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so cool. But it is so true. There's this like, even though it looks different for all of us, there is this kind of like root level of, I don't know, just that pull and that struggle of, man, how do I even do this? Like, I think even anyone who's listening to this, they're good hearted women that are just trying to love God. And I just want to say, you're amazing. Thank you. And this is not to tell you something else to work on or do differently. It's just more like, wow, this perspective shift of even the freedom and wholeness that can be found on the other side of this. Cause I don't know, Alexander, I want to ask you, I, I think sometimes when we talk about this stuff and identity and you know, you're a daughter of God. Also, it can, okay, maybe this is cynical. I've been around for a while. Sometimes it can feel fluffy. You know what I mean? Like, like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like, what does this mean for me? And how, how should this look in my life? Like, what do you think about that? I don't know. No, I think that's a good question because I do think, right. It's easy to kind of fall into two categories. One where everything that we listen to about God, we're like, all right, so this should translate into a checklist of Mm -hmm. things I need to accomplish and like things I need to change. But then I think what we're talking about here is more of like an acceptance Mm. of something (laughs) like an ownership of like, okay, God is saying this about you. You can believe it, but that sounds like too fluffy, like too Mm. good to be true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think that that's a good question of like, yeah, how do we kind of make sense of that? Mm -hmm. You know, I think for me, when I'm in touch with my identity, it allows me to enjoy my Christianity. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? Like, I think when I remember who I am before God, Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about all the things that I'm not, Right? you know, like I don't have to worry about all the ways that I don't measure up the ways Mm -hmm. I'm not meeting Mm -hmm. these impossible standards. Like 
the I'm living for an audience of one. I'm oh, not trying to live that. for an audience of thousands mm-hmm. and all these other people. I can, and that allows you to live confidently mm-hmm. when you live that way mm-hmm. and to live joyfully. Right. I don't know. What do you think? I think that's so cool. Like, and I love that you said like living for an audience of one. Um, like we just, somebody just sent in this really cool kind of de- devotional thought on like Coram Deo, which is like, basically living in the presence of God, but also for the presence of God. I don't know if that makes sense, but like this this idea of an audience of one and not feeling, I think we're more connected than ever. So it can feel very, I can feel very pulled and very confused. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I feel like, like it doesn't come from negative places. It's just wanting kind of like humans <laughs> to tell me or dictate mm-hmm. like, am I good? Am I righteous? Am I, you know what I mean? Like it's coming from this place of like, I don't know. I think I can be quick to over identify with some of the negative labels of like, okay, well you're a people pleaser. Okay. You know, like that's kind of like, and then I over identify with that and then it feeds that even more, but it's like, no, like maybe there's like good things and that's coming from a good place. You just have to like take it back to God and like, let him kind of lead you in that, not maybe this wisdom we're going to find in other places, but through the truth, you know? I love it. Woven in truth. Woven in truth. Woven in chaos. (laughs) That's more, that's more us. That's more our speed. Literally our lives. Woven in chaos. It's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I think that that's so true. And I think, I think you're right that we can over identify. And I think that we also have to be careful not to do that. The same thing to other people, right? Like if we don't want to be, if we don't want to be kind of stuck into these labels, Mm -hmm. we have to be careful not to do that with other women. You know, one of the women um, the answered from the Ukraine, Alexandra. So obviously a great person. Soul from sisters. Kiev. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> My soulmate. Um, she said that, you know, when she, when her identity is off, she says, I can, it makes me see myself as limited, mm. not whole. As though there are too many aspects of myself, which society uses to separate me into groups, mm. i.e. like I'm a woman, I'm a, where I'm a citizen of my religion, et cetera. She said, but God makes me whole. Now I'm no longer a person split into human categories. I'm a child of God, his beloved child. This realization gives incredible freedom, lightness, confidence, and wholeness. I love that. I love the idea of wholeness. Like you even just say the word. I'm like, Ooh, yeah. Say it again. You know, and I, what did she say? Maybe you can say it again. I'm not a human. Wait, I'm not a person divided into human categories. What did she say? Yep. She said, I'm no longer a person split into human split categories. Into I'm me. a child of God. I love that because those categories are so, uh, what's the word? They're not even like objective. Like they're, they're shifting, they're changing, they're, yes. you know, and they're, it's just so dependent on other humans who are also fickle and fragile. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's really cool. And I like that you brought up the point of not putting others into this. Cause I think it's easy for me to absorb it for myself and then like not realize <laughs> I'm projecting that still onto others just cause you know, some of it, I've done it for so long that you get really good at it. You know, that it's like, wow, I don't even know this kind of like striving or whatever labeling or identifying like it's just like, I think our brains like boxes, you know, and then we have to find the cool thing is there's so much freedom and wholeness on the other side, but I think it takes a little bit of mm, spiritual, mental 
discipline to get there, that metacognition, you know? So um, that word. it reminds that. me of the scripture that I had mentioned to you before that I'd love to share with everybody listening, if that's okay. Um, it's in Ephesians 4, which this whole chapter is excellent, but we're going to kind of break down and focus on 17 through 25, more the tail end of that. And basically here, Paul is just unpacking what it really means to be a converted Christian so both in theology, but also just in like practice and lifestyle. And I think it has a lot to do with this like redefined identity. Um, so he starts in verse 17. He says, so I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking, which, wow, it sounds kind of like shots fired. But like what he's actually saying here, I did a little research. The Gentiles he's speaking of, they're either atheists or they believed in gods who were immoral. Um, so in their denial of the true God, they denied any like moral standards to be followed, you know? So he wasn't just like judging them and like blasting them. It was just, he was juxtaposing kind of like the standards of, and values of these redefined converted Christians and like these other people that didn't, you know, follow the same God. So then he says, um, I'll kind of skip down um, to verse 20. It says, that, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. There each, mm. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood, like kind of like don't front, you know, <laughs> and speak <laughs> truthfully to your neighbor for we are all members of one body. And I just, I love this because I, I love kind of just like the Ephesians, you know, Jesus isn't just added to my life, you know, like, yeah. or added to the influences I already have or the leanings I already have, you know, he becomes the source, but also the standard, you know, of my life, yes. but also my individual identity, not like a collective identity. That's easier for me to like jump on. I don't know if that distinction makes sense or not, but, but I just I love you. that. Yeah. Like that's where true righteousness is found, which is kind of like our goal anyways. So, um, I just love that. Would you have any thoughts on that before I like talk a little bit more? Oh, I love that. No, I think that's amazing. I think this idea of taking off the old, putting on the new, like mm -hmm. being free from the old, like that's just, it's honestly just, it's a relief. And right. I think that it should be like, right. even reading all these answers, like becoming a Christian should be a relief. And I think the longer that we do this, sometimes Christian, like it starts to be a burden again. And mm -hmm. that's when we know we're not doing it right. Exactly. <laughs> if you burdened, something's wrong. <laughs> like Jesus came to bear our burden yes. to take it off. Yes. And so I think that that is this, what a liberating passage this yeah. is. And, and again, it's a high standard, mm -hmm. but it's, it's a relieving standard at the same time. Yes, it really is. And the passion version, which if you ever listen to any of our episodes, I'm always quoting the passion version, but of the same, it says, and to be transformed as you embrace the glorious mm -hmm. Christ within as your new life and live in union with him. For God has recreated you all over again in his perfect righteousness. Like basically this idea of, I just love that, like embracing, this is yeah. an invitation. This is not like what's wrong with you. It is this wonderful, beautiful invitation to kind of, um, I don't know. For me, it's more of a reclaiming. Like, I feel like I've been there at different times and I have to like at different life stages and different circumstances, I have to like peel apart some of these layers a little bit. And it's easy for me to look around 
And like I was talking about earlier, like look to others, you know, to tell me who I am or to give me permission (laughs) or affirmation of who I should be. You know, like I just think ultimately I'm looking for belonging, you know, like that's what I'm looking for. But this scripture is so cool. But then this isn't just like a spiritual, like there's secular, there's so much secular research on this. Like I was reading this psychology today article and I'm paraphrasing a bit, but said, few people choose their identities. Instead, they simply internalize the values of their parents or the dominant cultures, which I would add social influences to that. Sadly, these values may not be aligned with one's authentic self and create an unfulfilling life. And these values, you know, are constantly changing. They shift, you know, like I was saying, they're subjective. And in contrast, fulfilled people are able to live a life true to their values and pursue meaningful goals. So lack of a coherent sense of identity will lead to uncertainty. Isn't that wow. interesting? That's my struggle. I don't know what you think. What do you think? Oh, I'm like, I honestly am like, oh, it's like in, in like Lion King. It's like Mufasa, say it again. That's what, that's what I was thinking earlier. <laughs> so good. Yeah, no, amazing. So helpful. So true. Like yeah. when you, you know, you've forgotten who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Just, Remember you know. who you are. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love that you get all my references. Yes. Fresh air right now. Oh man, you're Um, fun. No, I think that is so helpful. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, I have to learn how to unapologetically step into like who we are or who I am in him, right? To like fully live out. Cause it's not this like, okay, then you become this like robot. Like it's so cool. It's beautiful. You're kind of invited. Your identity is a puzzle piece of this reflection of Jesus. So like, if I'm trying to be all these other things, like I can't be that. And like, wow, I just love that Jesus, you know, if I did make him Lord and I did, and I want to do that, like, it's just such an amazing kind of uncomplicated invitation to like ground my identity in him because he's immutable. Like he's not changing. He's not, that's not going to be so like wishy-washy, you know, and I'm not going to feel so tossed. I don't know. That's, that's just what I was thinking about. Yeah, I love that. You know, I think even as we're as we're thinking about all these things and identity, I think sometimes, and I don't know if you relate to this, but when I hear people talk about conviction about anything, I immediately compare it to my own, like wherever I'm at, right, mm. in a given day. Mm-hmm. And it can make me feel like, oh man, like, ugh, like I'm I'm a loser. Like I, my identity's not in Christ. I'm caring too much about how many likes I got on this or what so-and-so thought about me about that or, oh, you know, what this mom is judging me about or what that my best (laughs) friend is doing over there or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, right? Name it. Like, but I think I love what you said about lordship because I think the amazing thing about discipleship and lordship is those are decisions that we made when we first became Christians, but we can make them again. In fact, we're supposed to. Yes. So if you're listening and you're like, oh man, I feel like my identity has been getting in all the wrong things. Mm-hmm. I've been caring about this or that, or, you know, I, I haven't been having my identity based in God. Okay. We can start over. Right. Like, decide today. Yeah. Right. Make Jesus Lord today. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And you can do it every hour on the hour. That's, <laughs> that's what's so amazing yeah. about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think about so that? Beautiful. Yeah. I just love... 
at the foot of the cross, all the ground is even and every knee is, you know, everyone's on like bowed. I, I just think that's so beautiful. And I love going back to the cross, you know, like even I can get so evaluative, same, like I'm the same way and I'm either really hard on myself or I think I'm awesome. And I'm like, like my <laughs> metrics, my metrics are off. Um, but I think at the foot of the cross, it is like, you know what I mean? Like just things are so clear and I just find so much acceptance and value there. And I just think that's such a beautiful place to go back to, you know, that's why I love communion. Like, but I'm with you. Like sometimes I need communion all the time. Like my daily little prayer walk (laughs) and I'm crying, walking around my neighbors are like really concerned, but, um, I just, they're helpful now on prayer walks. That is true. I'm like, Oh, if I have a mask on, then no one can see me sobbing. during Totally. And I only have one working headphone. And so sometimes I I wear it anyway so that people think I'm talking to somebody, but really I'm just praying. (laughs) Is that bad? Is that bad? Yes. Oh, man. No, when I was in college, I would literally walk around with my phone to my ear. And that was me pretending to call God as I walked on campus. (laughs) But was it because people would hear you and think you were weird? Because that's why I would do yes, it, which exactly. seems really shallow. I can't of me. pray in my head. Oh, exactly. I can't pray in my head to save my life. So yeah, I was yeah. like, I gotta mutter some stuff over here. I gotta mutter. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do okay, some well, muttering. On that note. On that note. This has been Mallory, this has been so wonderful. Thanks for being woven in chaos with me. Oh, any day. <laughs> I wish we could collab- could collaborate on like daily everything. I'll just start FaceTiming you whenever yes. I have to make any decisions and we'll collaborate. It'll be great. <laughs> <sighs> thanks for having me yeah. and thanks for just thinking of it. It's it's so special and I really adore you and appreciate all you're doing and everybody who listened to us. I appreciate all of them too yeah. and the way they're trying to step into their identity wherever God has them, you know, whatever corner. Mm-hmm. Just I'm so grateful to be a part of such an amazing church family and community that's worldwide like that's it's really special I'm really honored to be a part of that seriously no this has been wonderful and we didn't even get to read all of the amazing I know I'm gonna post I think I'm gonna post them or something let's post them yeah we definitely will because they're all amazing Mm -hmm. and you know message us tell us how God has redefined your identity we'd Mm -hmm. love to hear like tag us in it but thank you everybody so much for listening Women Supporting Women, International Women's Day. I hope this has been helpful to really think about, you know, being redefined in our identity and and just remembering that we're all in it together. We can mm-hmm. laugh, we mm-hmm. can cry together, and we can grow together. Yeah. So thanks so much for joining us, everyone. 